Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and this is the Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. What's going on? How are you? Coming to you live. Another stop on the fall 2018 tour, this time from beautiful Baltimore, Maryland. It is a <coughs> lovely city, and we're happy to be coming to you live to do a little Sunday morning special. Uh, maybe you're in church right now. Maybe you're missing it. Uh, maybe you're missing church for the Beantown podcast. People have said, wow, this is one of the most pious podcasts we've ever listened to. So if that's you this morning, uh, I'll write you a, a, a principal's note. You'll get out. Don't worry about it. Me and the big guy upstairs, we got a pretty good pretty solid understanding you know I was a religious studies minor in college so when it comes to me and uh the big guy I I got you covered uh we are live streaming right now the Bank of America 2018 Chicago Marathon which is pretty exciting I'm uh, not running any marathons this year, taking the fall off for the first time. Haven't uh, haven't missed a fall marathon in a couple of years, but doing it this year, it was just getting really tough. I was having some of my back issues, and Baltimore uh, or Beantown is not a great city to be running in, to be training in, and with the way I travel for work and doing this fall 2018 tour, it was just... It was just not going to happen. So we're live streaming this morning, cheering on some friends, watching the Kenyans out front. They are exactly one hour into it at this point. So they're probably coming up on uh, mile 13.1 fairly soon here. It's giving me some nostalgia. I've run Chicago before. It's a nice course, I will say. So the weather... Currently about 55, 56 degrees, and it doesn't appear to be raining right now. Clearly, there has been rain, and I got to tell you, this just looks like absolutely picturesque, ideal marathon running weather. So last year, last fall, last weekend in October, I run the Marine Corps Marathon, which starts and ends around the Pentagon, and then you spend a significant amount of time in D.C., but it starts and ends in Arlington, Virginia. And this day, granted, this is the last uh, Sunday in the month of October 2017, it probably got to be about 80 degrees, and there were no clouds in the sky. It was completely sunny. And anyone who knows... The Mid-Atlantic knows that the humidity just sometimes doesn't want to go away. For instance, we had been out on the road, still kind of out on the road, but I'm in Baltimore for a couple of days uh, back coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street. And yesterday even, 75 degrees, 85% humidity. And this is today it's supposed to be up to 85 degrees and 85% humidity. And I was looking at the my weather app because I've got – you know, the different cities where family members are located across the country to see what their weather's like, and it's humid everywhere. So I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what, if this is Al Gore's little prank that he's pulling on us, what the situation is, but someone's got to do something. It's too humid everywhere. 
and it's really throwing off our collective grooves. So I run this race, which I was not severely, but pretty under-trained for. The issue had been, and this is a big contributing factor to why I'm not running a race this fall, was that I had been in pretty solid shape um, in August and then moving into September when I started traveling for work last fall. And it was just, it was really tough to keep it up where you're working all day and you're driving tons of different places. And I think I might've told the Valley Forge story on an earlier podcast, but the training runs are really difficult and, you know, it starts to get dark earlier. So even if you're done with work at five, you know, if you want to go out and run 18 miles, you're going to finish when it's dark. That's just because the sun is setting because it's, you're getting closer and closer to the winter solstice. So the race last year did not go well about mile I think it was about 16 or so is when I finally had to shut it down. Um, I was getting sunburnt really badly. I was just getting cooked out there. And then I also pulled my hamstring. And if you've ever pulled your hamstring, you just know that unless you got a ridiculous amount of adrenaline flowing through your system, you're just not going to be able to overcome that. And my iPod had died, and the adrenaline I had as the racers just passed the half ma- uh, half marathon mark, 13.1, the adrenaline I had in last year's race compared to my first ever marathon, which I did run in Chicago, was just night and day. Um, and although I'll, I'll say that, I've never run a marathon with anybody coming out to support me which is kind of sad even when I ran Chicago I was don't have any family in Chicago I have lots of friends in Chicago but I don't know that's kind of a I kind of got a job thing job complex going on there where um, people don't tend to come out and support my bigger events unfortunately but it's okay because I, I keep doing them because I I don't do things to be supported and to feel love. They do things because I want to do them. And, you know, if any friends or family want to take time out of their lives to to come celebrate and support, that's great. But if not, you know, that's their choice. Anyways, it did not go well last year. Pulled my hamstring, had to pull up around mile 16. And for anyone who's, you know, seen or observed or ran a marathon before, you know, you still got 10.2 miles to go after that. And so I spend the whole time walking pretty gimpy, uh, just ridiculously dehydrated, not because I wasn't stopping to get water, but just because you got to go 26.2 miles and 80 degrees, 80% humidity, and there's there are no clouds. They're just always in direct sunlight. That's the other thing about the, core, the Marine Corps Marathon course that I didn't love the course. It is almost no shade and... You get your pretty parts. Um, Running through Georgetown is cool. And, you know, you run um, kind of alongside the mall. Not exactly on the mall, but alongside the mall and kind of around the Capitol. But then there's the bridge, they call it. This is when you go from D.C. back into Virginia. It's about mile 17 through 20. And you're just running on, um, I don't know if it's the interstate or if it's just a, a, a freeway or highway, whatever you'd call it, but it is really difficult 
because it's just concrete jungle, right? Imagine you're just running on an interstate bridge across a river. That's what you're doing is you run across the Potomac, and it is just, man, it's brutal. And everyone talks about it beforehand. It's like you got to beat the bridge because their big thing is you got to get across it in a certain uh, time until before they shut down the course, and I did it. I still, <clears throat> the miracle of this marathon, and to this day, I don't know exactly how I pulled it off, um, no pun intended, with the pulled hamstring, but I still did it in 450, which, okay, it's not elite status, it's not even good status, but there are a lot of people who are running the whole time who are also finishing at 450, and I limped, we're talking like limpage, through the last 10 miles of that race on a bad hamstring, and then with severe um, severe heat exhaustion, maybe minor heat stroke, I'm not sure how those <laughs> things are categorized, I didn't go to a hospital, I didn't get an IV, I just kind of loaded up on fluids and rolled around the city the rest of the day. Actually, I had to drive to Baltimore and then to West Virginia. That was a fun day. Fun day. Fond memories. You know, oh, the nostalgia. But what I do have a lot more nostalgia for is watching this Chicago race. It is one of the six. Uh, there's a name for them, but I don't... Level 12 or something like that. They are uh, Berlin, Chicago, <coughs> New York... L.A., Boston, uh, and no, not L.A., Paris, Boston, and Tokyo, I think. I think it's three U.S. ones, three international ones. We'll get our research team on that. Listener discretion is advised when you are listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally drop some uh, curse words here and there. And then number two, the podcast is just objectively terrible, as voted by you, the fans. Thank you so much. Fans, thank you to everyone who's been supporting the Fall 2018 Tour. I would like to apologize. Uh, my social media wing has not been as dynamic or robust as it usually is. I've just... <clears throat> here. Here's the thing. I haven't necessarily gotten busier with work, although I have a little bit, as the Fall 2018 Tour <clears throat> has gone along. The situation is that I'm just getting pretty worn out, stretched pretty thin, so, you know, first three weeks of the fall 2018 tour, I was in kick-ass shape. Well, not physically, but mentally. Uh, working hard, working on the podcast hard, following fantasy football, all that stuff. Doing good social media, driving around, seeing friends. And then he, here's what happened. I got the weekend that I had to drive from Chattanooga to the Cedar Rapids. The weekend we came to you live from Rockford, Illinois with Matthew Fiedler. Did a Beantown Unplugged concert special. I got sick with a cold. And what are we, three weeks later? I'm still not 100% completely over it. Two weeks, three weeks, where are we at? Two weeks later, I think. And it's just been so frustrating. Like, I don't have a sore throat. The congestion's not bad. At this point, I'm blowing my nose like once or twice a week. But it's just been lingering kind of in my head for so long. So I've been sleeping like crazy to really try to shake it. Um, I went for a run yesterday, albeit a really slow and poorly executed one, he says, as he's watching the Kenyans just obliterate the Chicago Marathon. 
So I'm hoping to shake it. I think you can still hear it even in my voice. There's a little bit of congestion. Uh, my voice is probably a little bit deeper than what you're used to. Oh, Barry White action. And, yeah, it just haven't completely been able to shake it yet. So we'll see. We go back out uh, on Thursday. We're flying to Chicago. We're going to be coming to you live from Chicago which will be exciting. Frank Sinatra wrote a song about Chicago, didn't he? My kind of town. Well, this could only happen to a guy like me. And only happen in a town like this. So may I say to each of you most gratefully... As I throw each one of you a kiss, is my kind of town. Chicago is my kind of town. Chicago is my kind of people too. People who smile at you when each time I roam Chicago is calling me home Chicago is why I just grin like a clown It's my kind of town Rest in peace, Frank I think I got the lyrics right Maybe we'll try to pull off the second verse later. Um, If you hated what you just heard, if you're uh, just really frustrated and at kind of an identity crossroads on whether or not you can continue to support the Beantown Podcast, let us know. Uh, Email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-W-N, podcast at yahoo.com. You can tweet at us. We are on Twitter. We are at BeantownCast. Haven't been infiltrated by Russian hackers yet, which is great. We're on Facebook. You can find our podcast episodes every week on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We are, of course, on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Player FM, all these great locations to find your podcasts. Um, Yeah, you can find us there. So, Thank you for uh, supporting the podcast. Thank you for following us along this fall 2018 tour. It has been fun. It has been exhausting. My first tour ever, but it's been good. Uh, Where do we leave it off? We're going to Chicago next weekend. Then I think we're going to be coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. And then, finally, our Halloween special live from Beantown. Now, I say it's a Halloween special. Do I actually have anything planned for it yet? No. But don't tell anyone I said that. I'm thinking we might get some spooky songs going. Uh, Halloween Spooks, that is a classic song. If you don't know it, go check it out on YouTube. Just YouTube Halloween Spooks. That song is lit. Uh, It's got some ghouls. It's got some witches. And it's got some bitches. So you're going to want to check it out when you get the chance. It is interesting because we are... 24 days, three and a half weeks from Halloween. And October, in my mind, is always very much a fall, straight-up autumnal 
type of season. And I got to tell you, when we were in Sioux Falls and then this past week we uh, made minor pit stops in places like uh, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, uh, <coughs> Upper Great Lakes region, where we were dealing with like 50, 55 degrees. So not chilly by any means, although I will tell you the people I was traveling with, some of them were getting pretty concerned about the cold, which I thought was uh, frankly hilarious because it felt amazing. But, you know, we were up there starting to feel like fall a little bit, starting to see the, uh, you know, you drive along the interstate, things like 90 and, uh, oh, we didn't go on 94, so I guess I-90. But you look, you drive past the cornfields, they're getting harvested, the soybeans are getting picked. Some of the leaves on the trees are starting to uh, change from green to more of a yellow. But I tell you what, you come back to the East Coast, to the Mid-Atlantic, you're back in Baltimore for five days, and it's 85 degrees today with 85% humidity. And there is just, there's nothing autumnal about this other than the date on the calendar. That's what's kind of bumming me out. So my hope is we get back to Chicago, get a little bit more of that. And some of these things you just have to make happen for yourself, right? If you want your fall to really feel like a fall, you got to make the effort. You got to go out to the pumpkin patch. You got to go get the apple cider. You got to get the apple cider donuts. Here's a PSA for you. Apple cider prices these days. Wow. To my grocery store yesterday for the first time in a month and a half. Half gallon of apple cider, $4.99. Five bucks for apple cider. That's, that's one thing about the city of, of Baltimore. In general, it's a lot cheaper than pretty much any other East Coast city, Washington, D.C., uh, certainly New York, uh, but even uh, Boston can be pretty expensive. Philly, depending on where you go, can be pretty expensive. But the grocery prices in Baltimore, at least in the central part of the city where I hail from, the grocery prices are not good. And it's not just a situation where I shop at my mom and pop grocery store, which it's actually pretty, um, it's pretty well stocked and the prices aren't uh, well, the the point that I'm trying to make is that the prices are not super inflated because if you go up one mile down Charles Street to the Safeway, which is like the grocery store in central Baltimore because live in a little bit of a food desert here north of downtown, the prices are not any better. That Safeway is expensive. I don't I see people like getting just crazy amounts of food there. People who have cars, that's what I don't understand. If I had a car... I would be out at Aldi, I'd be out at Trader Joe's, you know, stuff. It's not like, oh, you got to drive 20 miles outside a city to get to. No, there are these options in the city. They're 10, 15 minutes away. So I don't understand the people who go to Safeway and pay just exorbitant prices because you could have it so much better. But some of us don't have cars. Some of us walk for our groceries. And, uh, yeah, could I get to Aldi? yes. But it would take probably about an hour each way on public transportation. And not that public transportation costs an arm and a leg, but, you know, $4 uh, round trip, adding a little bit to the grocery bill every week. So, And I just, frankly, to do basically a two-and-a-half-hour trip for my groceries, could I make time for it? Yeah, but two-and-a-half hours is a long time just to get your groceries every week when I can do it in less than an hour um, and at a certain point, in a, at a certain point, 
you start to weigh time versus cost. And uh, eventually you got to make some decisions for yourself. So anyways, I know all of you really wanted to know about Baltimore's grocery shopping options. There you go. Um, there are uh, some updates for you. So let's see. I am tracking my friend. My dear friend uh, from grad school is a much more diligent runner than I am. Uh, she also has run a couple marathons. She is running Chicago this morning. She also just got engaged, which is very exciting for her. Her 5K time was 30.04, so we're looking at 9.41 miles. I think she said she was shooting for 4.15, 4.20, uh, blaze it, which would be pretty exciting. She's on pace for 4.13, although that's a 5K, and you got about 40 plus K that you got to do. So not maybe the best indicator. Also adrenaline and how that impacts the start of your race. Although, although I don't know, maybe it was just me, but you know, I was just talking about my second marathon. The adrenaline was nothing compared to uh, my first one. Maybe that's because I was just so stressed out before my second marathon. So we'll come back to this. I know all of you have just You've been just dying to hear about my marathon failures. So the situation was I was running the Marine Corps Marathon. I had only signed up for this race uh, in spring of 2017 because my friend who I'm tracking this morning, who's running the Chicago Marathon, had also signed up and said, Quinn, look, I I entered this one. I'm going to be running this, or I entered the lottery into this one. I think it's about a 70% acceptance rate for the Marine Corps Marathon. It was like, you should do it. And I was like, uh, knowing that I was going to be having a job or I was going to be traveling like crazy in the fall, I was just not really feeling it. On the last day, and I didn't know it was the last day. It just kind of popped into my head. But on the last day that you could potentially enter the lottery, I was sitting around at work back in uh, Chicago spring of 2017 and I thought yeah you know what let's let's do another challenge let's uh let's see how, what we got left in the tank here for marathons because I had already run uh Chicago the, the fall before and I got lucky because it happened to be the last day of the registration period the lottery entry so I enter the lottery we both get it it's exciting and then my friend I uh, she had a lot of I think it was calf issues and so she had to bow out of the race and normally for me I would have bowed out too but I was like well I'm already gonna be living in the on the east coast getting to Washington DC shouldn't be that big of a hassle well famous last words so I'm working not only the week before but the Saturday before too I had to work in Philadelphia for a college fair so the way it works is you have packet pickup on Friday and Saturday at National Harbor, which is in Alexandria. Is it Alexandria or Alexandra? I don't remember. Maryland. and uh, Or that's in Virginia. I don't remember. Past Reagan, south of Reagan, so probably Virginia. Although National Harbor is in Maryland. So National Harbor, it's its own city, I think. It's across the river from Alexandra. Uh, so... I worked because it's open till like 8 p.m. on Friday, 8 p.m. on Saturday. But I was going to be working till like 5 p.m. on Saturday. There's no way I could get down there that day. So Friday I worked till like two. And of course, if anyone has ever driven along 
I-95 at just about any time of year, but particularly a Friday afternoon, it's not fun. So it took me five hours to get from Philly to Washington, D.C. These two cities are about 150 miles apart, and that took me about five hours to do. Get to the National Harbor on Friday night, like 7 p.m., like an hour before the expo closes, and uh, grab my packet. I was at this huge convention center in National Harbor for about 15 minutes, no lie. Get my packet. And I had to work in Philly the next morning. So I get out of there, drive all the way back to Philly. It did not take me five hours. It took me about three and a half hours on the way back. Work in Philly the next day. And then I drive from, I don't finish working until like 7 p.m. on Saturday. I have a marathon to run in literally 12 hours. I drive from Philly down to Baltimore where my apartment was. And I drop off all my travel stuff because I had been gone for a week. And I pick up my marathon stuff. And I pick up my iPod, which I didn't know at the time, but had only about a quarter of battery left, which would end up dying very quickly in the race. Grab all that stuff. I have to drive the car down to um, Reagan to drop it off. And if I if I was doing this now, I would have just kept the rental car. But... I had been told by some unreliable sources in our office that I wasn't going to be allowed to keep it for one personal day um, because I had to be in West Virginia for three days after that recruiting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I needed a car for that. So after my marathon, I had to make my way to a rental car place in D.C. to pick up a rental car. I should have just kept the one I had. Anyways, so I drive to Reagan to return it. And then it's like 10 o'clock at night, so I take an Uber to my then co-worker's apartment where she's not even uh, there at the time. It's her boyfriend who's there. She's out on work travel. And so my boyfriend is gracious enough. He lets me spend the night. I'm only there from like midnight until about 5 a.m. I wake up, try to take an Uber to the place where they tell you to take an Uber to for this marathon. Of course, everything shut down. So he drops me off. I'm like, well, can you take me to a subway station, at least a metro station? He's like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know. And that was it. And, of course, I don't know the subway system in D.C. very well. So he drops me off. I walk around D.C. for, like, I don't know, half an hour trying to find a subway stop, trying to find a metro stop. I guess my phone wasn't reliable at the time. I'm trying to remember why. But I finally get there. I get to the start line. Right as my wave's leaving. So um, I did, I stretched pretty well, as well as anybody can stretch before a marathon. But the whole thing was just, I don't want to say it's doomed from the start because if I had been in much better shape, then it would have been a much better outcome. But now you've heard, in kind of nonlinear fashion, you've heard the whole story of Quinn's 2017 Marine Corps Marathon. So I hope you're, hope you're happy, hope you're satisfied with that all the way from the days before to getting a rental car and driving to West Virginia after. So no, I will not be running the Marine Corps marathon again anytime soon. Uh, the Baltimore marathon is in probably two or three weekends here. It is, it's an okay, uh, course. I actually last year, I wasn't here for it because the Marine Corps marathon was the exact same day. Um, so 
I don't think I'll be here for it this year. I think I'll be in Nashville. Um, so I won't get to experience it. But anyways, uh, yeah, Chicago, much bigger fan of that course. Uh, you get to run through the neighborhoods a lot more. That's the thing with the Marine Corps Marathon was there was some neighborhood action, but really for the most part it was um, kind of parks and then concrete jungle. Chicago was way nicer. One last thing. Uh, everyone, <laughs> not everyone, but I. <laughs> here's the story. So I was at a conference in Salt Lake City. So it was between the podcast from Rockford and the podcast from Sioux Falls. I was out in Utah for a little bit. And I'm having lunch one day with my boss and then his boss, who was our dean, and then eventually her boss would come along, our vice provost. So a little uh, totem pole action, and I was on the very bottom. Anyways, my boss's boss, our dean, walks up, and the first thing she asks is, so, Quinn... <laughs> I hear you don't like Baltimore very much. Talk about a hard hater. That's a left hook to the side of the head. I didn't even know we were in the octagon yet. So there's this clear perception that I don't love being town. Uh, but here's what I tell people. I'm not, no one's going around bashing the city. I don't sit here and think, oh my God, I can't wait to get out. If that was the case, I would have been out a long time ago. I don't hate the city. What I struggle with is the fact that I lived in Chicago for so long before that. And so everything that I do in Beantown, to me, just feels like I could be doing twice as good in Chicago. And then the other thing is that my perception is heavily uh, skewed isn't the right word I want to use because of neg severe negative connotations with the word like skew, but molded by the fact that I don't own a car. And if you're in Chicago, if you don't own a car, that's fine because almost no one owns a car because people take the train, people take the buses, people take the subway, all that stuff. People walk, bike, any of that stuff. In Baltimore, if you don't own a car, you are like severe, lower class, marginalized isn't a good word because that means something different, but you like automatically belong to the poor class of people if you don't own a car. It is a weird thing to not own a car in Baltimore. And I just didn't know that before um, before moving here. And so then you say, well, Quinn, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, buy a car. Well, I want to get a car that's going to last, and those types of cars can be expensive. And also car insurance in Maryland, especially being this young, only being 23, pretty damn expensive. Apologies for my language. And so I just, I've been constantly kind of mentally going back and forth. Do I want to do this? But just being gone, you know, 10 or 11 weeks out of the year, it just really struggle to make it worth it for me. I'd be sinking a lot of money into something that I wouldn't always be using so uh, people said well you looked at the zip car thing it's like well I'm not so much always like I need to run this errand I need a car for this and it's more so just like there are just random you know a lot of things with Baltimore from a social perspective happen out in the county or MoCo or uh, Howard County or something and it's just like you want to have that option 
You want to kind of expand your radius of options to be able to do that stuff anytime you want. And if you want to always use a zip card to do that, great, but then you aren't going to end up paying an arm and a leg uh, for that experience. So that's why I haven't looked into the zip card thing. It's not like once a week I want to go to the grocery store to get groceries because I know people who do zip card for that. And that I could do. That would be nice. Still kind of an expensive option, though. And with the Zipcar fees, I wouldn't be saving any money, even if it was, you know, shopping at a cheaper Aldi compared to where I shop now. So, and it would cost, or it would take more time. So, the the bitching has reached level 11 here. Between talking about my marathon failures, talking about my struggles with the city of Beantown, uh, one other thing here, and then we're going to wrap it up. I saw, so most of you know, when we started the podcast, movies were a big feature of the show. Haven't been talking about movies lately. That's because on the fall tour, I didn't see a single movie. Uh, just that's how kind of busy I felt. I saw A Simple Favor yesterday with a friend. It wasn't my choice of movie, but I didn't know anything about it going in. I used my movie pass, which I still have. still have movie pass. And we saw A Simple Favor together. It was solid. I had some major issues with it. It's I didn't even know what genre it was going into. I literally knew nothing about this movie. It's a thriller starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, two people who I know almost nothing about. I know Anna Kendrick because I think Pitch Perfect is her thing, although I've never seen it. And I don't know anything about Blake Lively. I know her by name, and I know what she looks like. I know nothing about Blake Lively. I'll have to read about her later is she just an actress is she a musician i don't i i don't know i could tell you nothing about blake lively anyways that's my favorite word to use on the podcast anyways we see it it's a thriller it's got a decent amount of light humor in it but it's also extremely dark at some points i believe it's rated r it's definitely rated r i don't even need to know the rating just by watching the movie. I know that the movie would be rated R. And it's here was my my overall summary. And I'm not going to spoil it because when you have a thriller, it's, you can't spoil anything like that. It was like Gone Girl, but a little bit less overall. I'm going to use some language here. A little bit less overall fucked up, although there were some crazy moments in a simple favor but gone girl throughout you know just has this overall tone of holy crap like am i watching this that movie gets extremely dark uh simple favor didn't quite rise to those lofty uh aspirations that gone girl establishes but the whole movie just felt like a B version of Gone Girl. Gone Girl is a fantastic book, a fantastic movie. Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike are brilliant in their roles. And Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively were pretty good. But there's also just some things that they establish in the story and some character development, some pacing issues, and way too many twists and turns in the third act that they just try to cram in that make the overall experience just kind of eh. So it's still a solid movie. If I'm giving it a rating, I'm saying it's two and a half stars out of four, which is, you know, anyone knows me way better than just like your average go to the movie, watch it. Eh, it was a fine movie. Like, no, if I give something two and a half stars, that means I actually put some thought into it. I actually appreciated it because I reserve three stars for like, yes, this was a very, very 
well done movie. And some people on the internet have given it, you know, three stars. They do feel it's that so- strong. I just struggle, and maybe this is my own shortcomings as someone who always likes to compare things, but I the whole time I just kept thinking of Gone Girl and thinking how I felt like that movie and that story and those characters were better developed, better told than a simple favor. So if you have the time to see it, if you like thrillers, and if you ha- are any sort of fans of Anna Kendrick or Blake Lively, go check it out. They were both good in their respective roles. A solid movie. You know, two hours, didn't pay for it, well, other than my nine ninety five a month for movie pass, so no regrets. Happy to have seen it. Uh, that was my one movie review. I've heard Venom has just looked absolute trash from the reviews I've been seeing. There's one other, I still haven't seen White Boy Rick. That was one movie I almost saw, excuse me, uh, when I was out on my, my uh, first kind of leg of this fall 2018 tour. I didn't see White Boy Rick, though. I still want to see it. And A Star is Born just came out. Something that I'm struggling with a little bit because everyone is, and I watched the Lady Gaga interview on Colbert, and I really struggled to watch the interview because the first 10 minutes of it were just like, (laughs) you just got to believe in yourself, and all it takes is one person, and they were amazing, and then the crowd's cheering like every five seconds, and it's just, believe in yourself, and that's all it takes. And honestly, that's kind of BS advice because I don't think there are people out there who, I don't think there are as many people out there as you might think who don't believe in themselves. I think people believe in themselves. I think a lot of it is just luck. You just got to be in the right place at the right time and meet the right person. I think I truly believe that that is what so much of it is, is just having a lucky moment. So maybe I'm way too cynical. I don't know. But I struggled with that interview. Now, the movie itself getting great reviews, and I love uh, I love movies that incorporate a lot of music whether it's you know inside lewin davis or crazy heart was really good so i i'm sure i'll like it i i don't love bradley cooper but not because like there's something wrong with him i just i'm kind of neutral on him and i feel the same about lady gaga i don't love lady gaga I'm pretty neutral on her i'm not dissing either of their talents they're both great at what they do fine i'll see a star is born at some point it's not number one on my list so There's my, again, this has been a little bit of a downer podcast, a lot of negative energy happening, but that's okay (laughs) because sometimes a man's just got to, you know, bitch out his feelings. So this has been the Beantown Podcast coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, although we spent most of the time talking about Chicago, Illinois, which is where we're going to be going next week. I tell you what. I'm going to sign off. Why don't we finish off with a song? Verse 2 of the song. We'll go out with a big bang. Feel a little nasally here, but I think I can pull something out of my hat. So thank you for listening. Everything from here on out is going to be me doing Sinatra. YouTube, please don't take it down. Clearly, I don't own these songs. These are Frank Sinatra's babies. May he rest in peace. We'll come to you live from Chicago Illinois next weekend. It'll be fun. Maybe get an interview with Lovey Smith or something. I don't know. I You didn't hear that here. I'm just saying maybe. So thank you for uh, checking in on this Sunday morning and uh, get uh, do your best to escape the humidity. Who would have thought it'd come back to my apartment in October and I'd have to have the air conditioning on because I was just sweating like a pig without it last night. So this is going to be me signing off. Thank you for uh, checking us out, 
and we'll check in on you from Chicago next week, which happens to be my kind of town. Chicago is my kind of town. Chicago is my kind of razzmatazz. And it has all that jazz And each time I leave Chicago is tugging my sleeve Chicago is the wriggling building Chicago is the union stockyard Chicago is one town that won't let you down it's my kind of town <coughs> hey, cough drop <laughs>